Welcome back, Adelaide United family, to the Pitch Podcast. Another week has gone by. It, uh, it was a week for our A-League men and A-League women. We probably would like to forget, so let's move on very quickly. Um, very excited today because on the Pitch Podcast, I'm joined by a young superstar, and it's great to get to know him, spend some time with him, talk about his media performances, um, which have been interesting to say the least. Louis Dorigo, welcome to the Pitch Podcast. How are you, my friend? Hello, Jared. Hello. <laughs> thank you for having me on. I'm no, good. thank you very much for uh, being part of this, mate. Um, we have a question and answer section we will get to at some stage. Um, I wanted to ask you about the weekend. Let's get into it. It's tough at the moment. It's really tough at the moment. We thought the first couple of games where we managed to snag some points was good. Victory... Not so much, and then on the weekend, um, the United Derby, Derby, whatever you want to call it, uh, wasn't enjoyable. Talk us through it. Hmm. Where do we start? From the beginning, minute by minute. <laughs> <laughs> now, to be honest, I think we're playing well at the moment, but our luck isn't going our way. I think we've deserved more than where we are at the moment. I think we've deserved more than draws and losses. The wins will come. But I think the luck's just not going away at the moment. What's going on with Cassini? Um, so tell us what you can. Obviously, we're still trying to work things out with his injury, but there's obviously an injury that he's got because Carl spoke about it. So that's, I'm sure, it's going to be a challenge moving into the new year with a, a fair few home games and um, playing against some pretty tough opposition. Yeah, I can confirm he's got an injury. I'm not sure what he's got. I saw him today. I said, how is he? But I'm not going to say too much. No, it's fine. Yeah. Um, thankfully, I guess we've got a handful of players who know how to score goals. But Cassini's development has been really good to watch at a time where, I guess, last season it was either him or Tommy who was playing. Yeah. And then now we can see um, – we spoke to him on the podcast. There was probably a, an element where he needed to accept that this is this is his place now to be the striker and to be the number one man. And then to get injured, I'm sure he'd be pretty frustrated. Everyone goes through injuries, but for him, um, it'd be really disappointing because he's had a lot of injuries. Yeah, I feel for the guy. You know, he's doing everything right. You can see him in the gym before trainings. You can see him doing everything right on the pitch. And for him to get another injury, it's just not ideal at the moment. And he's doing really well on the pitch, so I'm feeling for him at the moment. This uh, podcast is good, mate, because we get to go through a handful of things. I want to talk about your football journey. I want to talk about your media appearances. Um, And just like we spoke to Emma Maverick last week, it's a great opportunity to just know that we've got no agenda here. We're not looking for clickbait or anything like that. So for you to express yourself in any way possible. So um, talk to us about your journey, local football, then domestic here at Adelaide United, and you've done some international representation as well, which is awesome. So I started off at Bacala, um, I think age six, was there for a couple of years, then went into the, the system, so I started off in the Skillaroos, was there under... What's Skillaroos? I don't really know, to be honest, it's just like a team of representatives from Adelaide. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, was there for two years, then went into the NTC with Cole Veer, yep. and I was only there for I think half a season, and then was lucky enough to get picked for the AOS at the end of the season... At the national tournament in Canberra, 
was there for 18 months and then made my way to Adelaide, back to Adelaide. What's that like, the AIS? Because Canberra, we spoke to Emma about it last week. There's not heaps to do in Canberra, but obviously no. this, is the, this is the sporting hub where the, the generation of athletes that want to go onto their pathways, this is where everybody goes. So can you talk us through life in AIS, <laughs> what you can say? Well, there wasn't really much because I, was, I didn't really explore it as much as I should have because I was 14 at the time. So it was just training, uh, up, get up in the morning. I was living with a host family. So they would no, bus it to, to, to school school all day and then I'd go to bus to training and then they'd pick me up from training at night and then the day would start again in the morning. And I'd Is have that dinner. tough leaving your family at 14? Yeah, it was tough, but it was a good experience. I, mean, I loved it, to be honest, because I got to be away from them doing what I loved, being with a roommate that I'd never met before, so learning more about him and the team, being with the team the whole day. And um, it was good to, to experience it at a young age because now if I go somewhere else in my life by myself, I'm ready for that adventure. Do you have now friends and people that you played with at AIS that are floating around the A-League men's competition at other clubs? Yeah, I still keep in touch with two of my best mates as of today. We're on FaceTime, I reckon, every day of the week, and we love playing PlayStation together, so, yeah. Can you say who they are? Yeah, yeah, Kai Truman, he plays Brisbane Raw. Yeah. And Joel King plays Sydney FC. Great, and I guess that then shows the the relationship that you've got. I, I love watching pre-match and post-match with football because I love the the culture and environment that football has. And it's amazing because I think in a lot of other sports, you probably see your opponents, you don't speak to them before the game or anything, but yeah. there's everyone's so connected in Australian football yeah. and world football too. Yeah, I agree. I've been watching a lot of podcasts as well and Roy Keane probably disagrees. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah, I think he wants everybody to be his enemy. Yeah, he is, doesn't like anybody. He doesn't even want us to say hello to opposition opponents. But no, I but guess, that's also an older yeah. mentality where yeah, I think back then it was like that. Okay, so sorry, I cut you off. You went uh, AIS and then you came back to Adelaide. Oh, yeah. Into the youth team. We'll see you for a season. And then... Uh, it was that the, did you get Youth Player of the Year? Um, yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. It, you're going to know if you won an award. You're allowed to, you're allowed to humble brag here. Yeah, yeah, I did. So that's in the whole national competition of what was the youth league at the time? Yeah, it was my first youth league season with United, yeah. And you won the best player, the best young player in Australia? Yeah. Well, that's okay. Hey, this is a safe space, mate. We've yeah. got to talk about it. Talk about how proud you were and your family were for that because that's, that's an incredible achievement. Yeah, it was really good, to be honest. I got to go to the Dolan Awards and see a lot of A-League, A-League players there. So I brought my dad with me. He was lucky enough to come. And yeah, it was, it was good. It was exciting. And then you have the opportunity then to play for Adelaide United, which you've been uh, the, one of the most circulated photos if, is with you with this AES. Yeah. So you get the opportunity to play for Adelaide United. Um, I've heard you speak before about the opportunity isn't just one because you're a young kid and you get to wear the top. Uh, it's actually you getting the opportunity to start on the pitch as well. So I'm, I'm sure that that makes you pretty proud to go. Kids just aren't given a chance because they're kids. They're, yeah. They need to be good enough. Yeah, 100%. I think Adelaide's been really good with that, with the youth players coming up to the first team. You can see it with a lot of players at the moment, like Mohamed, Bernardo, and yeah, it's, it's been really good. So you're now not one of those kids, and you're playing with, as you said, Mohamed and Bernardo. So do you find that you naturally become a bit of a mentor to them to say, hey, this is what I've experienced only recently? And how old are you now? I'm 20. You're 20, right? So you're, you're extremely young, um, but you still are training with people who are like 15, 16 yeah. too, where um, 
I guess you would be putting yourself in a position to go, yeah, yeah, so someone was like this to me when I was your age, so I want to be that person for you. Yeah, exactly. When I came to the club, I was 16, I think, and a lot of older players were coming up to me and giving me advice after training and during training as well, or even after games. So I like to give that advice back to the young players now, so it, it's good. Talk us through Isaias. Um, obviously, as a fan, what did you love about him? Uh, how he was on the ball and how he could pick a pass, I loved. So I tried to implement that in my game. And what do you love about him now after actually getting to know him as a person? Uh, uh, he's a good guy. I loved speaking to him. He's, very, he's a winner, like me, and a very competitive guy. Are you nervous? Nah, I'm right. Because I reckon at the moment you're wondering whether you can actually like say how you really feel or your mates will be using this against you as banter. Am I right? <laughs> no. <I'm not. laughs> so let's have some real talk then. It's announced that Isaias is coming back to the club. Now Isaias is playing in the position which you're playing in. <laughs> and there's a handful of players as well, which um, I reckon there's two trains of thought when you think Isaias is coming back. And we spoke about this at the joiners to the members going, um, as a club we're promoting youth we are promoting an opportunity for young players to play and we've got a system. But then we're saying Issa, who's about 56, um, he's not. I'm just saying that because uh, he would be listening because he's our number one listener. Um, he comes back to the club. But therefore, he's potentially going to be taking the spot of yourself or a Joe Coletti or in some cases, Stefan Mork. In your circumstance, how's your mentality? Because we know... And we can see on the pitch the impact that Issa is, has. Like, he's amazing. He gets better every yeah. time he plays. Does that motivate you even more to go, awesome, It's the, the level's been taken up a notch and I need to work harder to continue cementing yeah. my spot in the side? Yeah, of course. The, he brings the standard to a, to a great standard. So I need to be where he is. Everyone else needs to be where he is and all the midfielders need to fight for a spot to play on the weekend. All right. Let's talk about media. It's time we spoke about it. Know. Now, I'm, uh, I'm okay at talking into a microphone because that's my job, right? But I think you're misunderstood, Louis. Mm-hmm. I really do. And that is because of one of the interviews you did post-match last season with James Delinov on um, the broadcaster. So for those who haven't seen it or spoken about it, talk us through what happened, please. Because you can remember. I can remember really well, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I buckled. What do you mean you buckled? So you were being interviewed and... I was being interviewed after a game. Very tired. He asked me a very long question like you have been. The last... What do you minute. mean? Are they long questions? Yeah, they're long. Oh, sorry, mate. This no. is a bloody podcast. That's That's right. Okay, yeah. And uh, just started and didn't know where it, where it left, where, where it was going to. And uh, we may have a joke and stuff, but I like doing the podcast as it's a great opportunity to actually have real talk with each other. I think that you would have a lot of pressure on you as someone who hasn't really done media before, and then they're like... You've played 90 minutes of football. Here's a camera. Answer a question straight away. Sometimes I think we expect too much. Yeah. Do you find that it's it's challenging at times because you're there to play football, but then you've got to go and represent Anal- everyone? Analyse the game straight away. Yeah. yeah. So are you looking forward to the next opportunity you get because you will have some sort of understanding yeah. and probably know more? I did five or six interviews the whole season and they were fine. And that one just didn't go good. Yeah, but that's totally fine. Like, and I know that I, I made a joke about it at the um, the presentations at the end of the season. Yeah. Um, but I still know that you as a person like really want to represent your personal brand more in everything that you do. Is is 
I think you speak really well, to yeah. be honest. Is that something that you want to continue doing and to get your own personal brand and personality out? Uh, maybe. I'm, I'm not sure, to be honest. Do you like it? Do you like doing interviews and media stuff? You can say no, no and we can just stop really, this right now. I don't really like media stuff. I like doing a podcast with you. Yeah, That's what don't good. you like about it? Well, this podcast. No, you love the podcast. What, <laughs> what What don't you like about media stuff? Just getting put on the spot. I think uh, getting asked a really long question like a halftime of a game when I can just walk straight into the into the change room. Is this something that players are... Uh, I think it should be spoken about more, this, this question. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's why it's good to talk about it because yeah. I don't think we... Uh, I'll give you an example, right? So I, I worked at the cricket last week. Yeah. And I had to do the anthem ceremony, and that was on television, shown around. Always broken or not? Not, no, not that time. No, no. Um, however, that still that still bugs me as someone to go yeah. like, I'm nervous that my voice will break. Yeah. But here's the reason why I'm nervous: yeah. it's not because my voice will break; it's not because I will stumble my words. It is because as soon as that moment's finished, I'm going to pick up my phone and get feedback from people that don't matter to me and that I don't know who they are, and my phone will be from anonymous social media accounts smashing me. And I'm thankful that I'm at the back end of that. But you guys now finish your match, you go check your phone. And we spoke to Cassini about this with racism. You have all of these armchair experts who are criticizing you personally um, that probably think that they could beat you one-on-one in a contest that they couldn't. And I'm sure as a 20-year-old, that affects you no matter how much you like to say, nah, it's cool. Reading shit I think would probably affect you in some ways and sometimes live at the back of your head, media or playing football. To be fair, like after a game, I don't really read comments or anything like that, but as soon as I did that interview, I went not straight on my phone, but when we were on the bus, I unfollowed A-League Banter. I didn't want to see that video on there, to be fair. Yeah. I think it's called A-League Banter. I'm not really sure. I don't know. But that's that's it's good that you speak about that, though, because I think some people don't realise that it might be funny for everybody else to have a laugh at, but you actually are... A young footballer at that time, you were probably eighteen or eighteen, I was, nineteen. I was nineteen. Yeah, yeah that. But now had, I laugh about it. Like, I know. It's, it's a joke in the change room. Yeah, and you've got a whole career ahead of you, yeah. though. That uh, you look back and go far out. If you're playing for Socceroos and you just can switch on and do a media interview, you know how to play the game. But yeah, you look yeah. back and go, "This was me at one time." It's all like how you grow from it, yeah. I reckon. Um, and anyone who like laughs at you for it, I'll I'll stand up for you now and go, "Hey, well, that's just not fair." Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask about another thing, and this was pre-match, uh, I think, last season. You came up to me because you were a regular starter in the side, and you said, Jay Walsh, um, could you please uh, call me Luigi? And I said, no problem. Now, can you just, first of all, before we go any further, confirm that happened. That happened. Yeah, that happened. It's a real thing, right? It's a real thing. Because people on social media afterwards, when I did the headshot, said, his name's Louis or Lewis, <laughs> do not do that. I'm like, no. My method of uh, speaking... Uh, uh, doing headshots is I'll ask the player how would you like me to say you know even the away team right the process is when the away team has players names that I may struggle to mispronounce or I'm not sure I will go to the away team manager pardon who do you ask for that so I will go to a representative of so say last game we played against victory I'll go up and ask one of the victory representatives and say can I please list off these names to you um, and you tell me if they're correct or not every game every game yeah because I find it disrespectful when people say other players' surnames wrong. wrong. Yeah. Some people do it intentionally. There's, there's broadcast commentators that last season were saying um, Michael Marone yeah. instead of – and I'll say, Mickey, how do you say your surname, mate? And so things like that, I find it's very easy to get people's names right. Just take the time to do it. Yeah. 
So I followed your advice because you are Louis Dorigo and you mm. said, call me Luigi. Yeah. No problem. That's fine if that's what I want to do it. So I did it and then the following game you said, don't do it again. Yeah. Are you able to talk about what happened? I mean, because obviously, it was this something that you're running onto the field going, nah, no, I'm fine with Louis. Yeah, I was fine with Louis to be fair. Well, it, was, it, happened, it all started when Gurchan was here. Right. He just rocked up and started calling me Luigi. Really? I, I said my name was Louis Dorigo. And he just said, <laughs> just called me Louis. <laughs> just called me Luigi from there. And ever since then, everyone calls me Luigi now in the change room. Well, I love that. Yeah. Um, talk to us about some of your football goals. Uh, we're all obviously uh, of the understanding that Adelaide United is a short-term destination for people who want to travel overseas, which is awesome. Yeah. But I also think that the, the A-League men's competition is growing so fast that this is a place where people want to play, which is yeah. great. What are some of your goals and ambitions? Well, with, of course, Adelaide United, I want to do as best as possible when I want to win an A-League, an A-League championship. I think that's something... Because you won one FFA Cup, right? Have you been part of one or two campaigns? I've been part of two, but I played in one. Yep. So I can tick that, I guess. Um, but to win an A-League championship, yeah, 100%. And then what happens in regards to opportunities overseas? Do you have someone representing you that's um, uh, looking at people that might go, yep, this might be good for Louis, or uh, at the moment you've, you just look after yourself? I've got an agent at the moment, yeah. Yeah, and what do they do? Well, I guess they look after you for contracts as well and then try and find you a new club when time is possible or to keep you at Alley United. So the, the agent will be the person speaking with the football director at the end of the contract going, this is what yep. I'd like for my client. Because it removes any awkwardness for you. Yeah, or, yeah. So you and of course have to... I have to agree with it as well. Yeah. Or disagree. Yeah. If you go overseas, is there any particular destination that would uh, jump out straight away? Uh, I'd love to play in Italy. Yep. Yeah. Do you think that sometimes players go overseas too early? And we've seen 100%. that. 100%. I think at the moment, best for me is game time. And to get better at my game, if I went, if I played one season here and thought, you know, I've played one season in the A League, I'm going to go overseas and don't play. Well, I'm not getting better. So I think game time right now for me is the best possibility. Do you reckon players then see like the bright lights of the the word overseas and think, yep, I'm going to go over. I'll get my start for PSG probably in game two. <laughs> um, but then they go. It's a, it's a, and you've got teammates or ex-teammates who have done that that go over there. They don't get picked. They have to train by themselves and they come back to the A-League men's competition. Yeah. And like that's not a bad thing, but it's a, it'd be a real bruise to the confidence as well of a player that um, has to experience that mentally and physically. Yeah, I know players that have gone there when they were 16, 17 and haven't returned back. I've known players that have gone there, now come back and don't have a club for the last two years. So it's hard for a player to go there and not play come here, trial for a club, not get signed. So what's next? Like NPL or you don't play at all or you try and go there again? So, yeah, it's hard. Is it good for you to be able to play in the city that you grew up in too? Like a lot of people don't get that opportunity. 100%. I'm so lucky to be here playing for Adelaide United, living here with my family, seeing my friends mostly every day. So, yeah, it's good. So we've got this uh, thing where we encourage people on social media to ask questions. Um Look, I'll be honest with you. I'm. I don't really. Are you putting a Santa hat on? No, you just put it on, mate. Put the Santa hat on. It looks very good. You didn't want to mess up your hair. No, That's okay. Um, so thank you to everybody for uh, getting involved in social media. Um, are you ready to answer some hard hitting questions, Louis? It better be good. Okay. All right. I'm so, ready though. 
I think our camera guys are just um, this is their first day on the job, so they're having a look. Um, Louis DeRigo is here for the Pitch Podcast. How are you enjoying it so far? I'm loving it. I've loved speaking you. to you. No, I've loved speaking to you, mate, because I've I've been looking forward to to just talking with you, and it's good because you're a good kid. You're welcome. Um, so thank you, everybody, for answering um, the call out to ask questions to Louis Dorigo on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok. I don't know all of the stuff. What are you? What are all your social accounts? Uh, Snapchat, Instagram. Yeah, but no, I get it. You've got them. But uh, how do people follow you? What's the account name? Oh, El Dorigo. I think it changes them most of them. El Dorigo okay. twenty seven. I think. Right. Um, the number that you wear Six Yeah That's my favourite number Yeah You don't have it on the back huh? Not this one On the home shirt I do um, To be fair I thought Dorigo was on the back of your shirt When I saw it last week Yeah it says Jay Walsh yeah. Do you want me to get a Dorigo one? Maybe Okay um, Just talk into the microphone That'd be great Thanks um, Why number six? Is it just a more positional thing? I like the number I think it's a well known number And I made What do you mean it's a well known number? It's a, well-known it's a number. number It's a well known number <laughs> Okay. Yeah. There's no need to snap. Okay. okay. Um, Thomas Russo on Twitter. Do dogs bark in different accents? I didn't write these, by the way. This is... Do you, dogs bark in different accents? Yeah. So one might go, woof. And you might go, oh, yeah, there's um, there's my golden retriever from Largs Bay. And then the other one might walk past and go, woof. And then you're like, oh, yeah, there's um, my Spanish dog. Yeah. Okay, yeah, thanks. I'm going to agree with him. Thomas. Torren McGill, uh, will you try to make it to Europe someday or are you happy to stay in the city of churches for now? Well, you kind of, I'm sorry for ruining that, Torren. Um, I kind of uh, ruined that for you. But if some people just watch the Q&A part and don't listen to the whole thing. So can you just look straight down the camera and say, Torren, listen to the whole thing. Torren, listen to the whole thing. Thank you. Uh, Damas underscore rants on Instagram. What's Alex Popovich like? Very serious. You can't get a smile out of him. Really? Yeah. He oh. walks in like... But then you've got to give him like a little punch to him to go. Don't punch people. Yeah, but you've got you to... Bit of banter. Are you pretty vocal in the change rooms before the match? Yeah. Yeah? What do you do? Just Listen to music? Yeah, so I'm the DJ in the, in the change room. All right, well, you're putting a pause on the question time to get to this. Yeah. Uh, talk to us about this. So who gave you the right to be the DJ? Well, I don't think anyone. Elsie was last year. And mm. I pretty much just... <laughs> took leadership and said boys here's a link put songs in the chain in the in the link and we'll play it on game day what sort of music is rolling in the change rooms everything old school what's old school to you though like year 2000 no i like oh yeah 2000s <laughs> there's everything in there okay yeah well name one song more than a woman bgs oh okay wow, i'm not bad from yeah, you uh josh Necker. On Instagram, do you think you look like Tom Holland? <laughs> Have you had that before? Yeah. He's Spider-Man, is he? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say yes. Yeah, I think you do too. Um, Anton Camilleri. Cam- Anton Camilleri. Camilleri. An- All right. Jeez, he's very angry today. Um, what is a milestone you'd like to reach in your football career? My cousin. <laughs> okay, great. That's why I said the name right. Okay. Um... <laughs> Can you give me an example of a milestone? Yeah, like I want to play for Juventus. I want to play for the Socceroos. Perfect. Yeah. That's great. And you've worn the Australian top before, mate. Yeah. What's that like? Oh, it's beautiful. You sing the anthem when they play yeah. the anthem? Yeah. 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 
That's pretty surreal, man. It's unbelievable. Where's the jersey? You frame it? Yeah, it's in my room. What number were you for? Was it Young Socceros? That's unreal, man. That's amazing. So who did you play with? Any players here at the the club now? Nah, but Lockie Brook was the only one that was in Adelaide, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. That's amazing. How's Lockie going? He's loving it? He's cold. I love the cold, though. Um, Anton has a follow-up question. How are you spending Christmas? Are you spending it with Anton? Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. Thanks, Anton. Cheers. Liam Sinclair on Instagram, what has d- uh, helped you develop into the player you are today? I think just putting focus in everything and trying to learn every day from the older players. Jay Dorigo on uh, – Jay Dorigo 17, who is your favourite brother out of the two? Let me guess. A relation – uh, Jay Dorigo. Okay. Uh, Phil Heard on Insta. <laughs> Phil Heard that you were going to answer this question. If you weren't a football player, what would you be doing? Uh, I don't know, to be honest. It's oh, good answer. Mind, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh my God. You started so well. Stefan Rossi on Insta. Favorite Australian music artist? Um, Stefan Rossi. What is Stefan Rossi? Are you a DJ? Yeah, he's a, he's a rapper. Is he really? Yeah. How do we listen to Stefan Rossi's music? Spotify. Okay. Apple Music. Is that his DJ name, Stefan Rossi? I'm not sure. I think so. Okay. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Harry Scobie on Insta, favourite music to listen to before a game. Sorry, I stole that question. Um, oh, my gosh. There are so many questions here. Oh, here's one. Jordan Elsie on Insta. Do you like soup? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you looking at me? I don't know what it means. Is that an in-joke? Yeah. So no comment? <laughs> I don't like that soup, man. Okay, uh, Levi Swanson on Insta. If you could play for any team in the world, who would it be? Um, Juventus. Sean Henderson on Facebook. Why? Did, uh, who did you look up to as a player, and how did you copy their playing style? Um, as in right now, or when I was like, that's whenever you can answer it twice if you I like. Think maybe Verratti. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mitch Knight on Insta. Who is the biggest baller at Adelaide United? Uh, Juan de Prados. Liam Knight, who's in charge of the music on game day? Me. Uh, okay, so this is from Mernes Omanovic. I apologise if I said your name incorrectly. Pick one, a million bucks or winning goal in the A-League Grand Final against Victory? A-League, A-League goal against Victory. Stavro Chatsigianis on Facebook. Favourite superhero? Spider-Man. Favourite football memory as a player and fan? Winning their FA Cup. Dom underscore Costa 12 on Insta. Hi, Dom. What does Louis think of the new Spider-Man movie? Unbelievable. Chris Vivian 17 on Insta. Thoughts on Spider-Man? No way home? Unbelievable. Is William Defoe the goat? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What is happening? <laughs> Nolsey 01. What did you have to do when you were young to make it pro? There's more. Oh, my gosh. Uh, be patient. Wait for my opportunity and take it. Louis.Morgan.2009 on Insta. Goal or assist? Also, nice name. <laughs> Thank you. Um, at the moment, probably goal. Armiento 11. Who is your favourite past player? Uh, I'm into 11. It's not a quiz. Don't look at these. There's no answers here. Mate. I'm just going to say 
Jordan Elsie. Sorry, Carlo. Travis Howitt on Facebook, has there ever been a player you hated to play against or disliked? No one on the top of my head. Maybe Brucia, because he always scores against Adelaide. There's uh, two more questions, which I don't know if you're aware, but you can see here it says um, Stavro Chatsi Giannis' favourite football memory as a player and a fan, and then who did you try and copy? They've just copied and pasted two more questions, the same questions. So whoever's done it. Is that you? Is that you? Uh, last question. Do you like Spider-Man? Yeah. I yeah, like this Spider-Man. is great. Um, well, okay. There's a lot there. Louis, can you please sign this shirt? As you are doing that, um, Eleonora Fiorenza, congratulations because you have won the Pitch Podcast Christmas Hamper Competition. You've bun- uh, won a bunch of merchandise coming your way. Uh, check your emails or come into the store. You can sign that, then I'll say goodbye afterwards. So once again, to Eleonora Fiorenza, um, thank you for listening and thank you for sharing. Where are you going to sign this, Louis? Do you mind if you can hold it? I'd love to, no problem. This has been very good. Um, Thank you for taking the time to have a chat. We've got a couple of home games coming up, which are double headers as well with the A-League women. I love talking to you because um, you actually have a lot of personality, which a lot of our players do, which is awesome. So you're always going to smile and get a chuckle out of you. But um, I reckon uh, there's a lot going on in your head of good stuff. So thank you for taking the time to have a chat. And um, if you're ever doubting doing media stuff, I think you'd be very, very good at it, mate, because uh, you've got a good story to tell and you're a funny guy. You talk now. You say thanks. <laughs> Thank you. For Everything me. I just said then, I take back. <laughs> you just say thanks and that's it. Thank you. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. The Pitch Podcast, over and out. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas!